Welcome to the best podcast on the planet in the moment. Um, number 14 is family jealousy. Uh-oh. That is a good one. Now that one I do remember. Have you ever experienced that? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. That's a Yeah, man. I didn't realize we were going this deep. Hey, we picked the numbers. <sighs> You know, bag of moments. You don't. You never know what you're gonna get. Sometimes it's deep. Sometimes it's funny. But it's always real. And mm-hmm. yeah, that was a conversation I remember Katie and I having behind the scenes. And a lot of the time, we're not sure if we do want to talk about some of these things on the pod because we just don't know. But sometimes it's one of those things where you just put it into the universe, and if the universe says you should talk about it, then that means that somebody out there needs to hear it or could relate to it. And it is an unfortunate thing that I do want us to touch on because I think so many of us go through things where. You get older, wiser, and maybe you find yourself in a pretty good position, a successful situation. And you always grow up to believe, at least I did, that your family and your friends and the people who love you and care about you the most, especially those who raised you and you would imagine did what they did in order to create an easier path for you, would be happy. Mm -hmm. Nothing but Mm -hmm. happy to see you come up in any way, shape, or form, to be blessed in any way, shape, or form. And unfortunately, a lot of the time, a lot of us have to go through phases in life when we realize that sometimes our own family and friends are not the happiest for us because of whatever they may be projecting from their own mishaps or whatever they perceive to be failures, and they kind of give you that energy. And I once heard somebody say that those who you think will clap for you the most sometimes are the ones clapping the least. Mm -hmm. And I'm not exactly sure why, but I know in my case, yeah, there were a few people in my life who I thought would be a lot happier for me when I found my path. And I remember even having this conversation with a friend of mine who once said, man, my kids, they just don't know how easy they got it. And I kind of checked them. Like, ain't that the point? What you mean? Like, which one is it? Because I've heard a lot of parents say, on one end, I'm doing everything that I'm doing and I've done everything that I've done so that you will have it easier. So that you won't have to go through what I went through. But then at the same time, they'll turn around and throw it in your face that you have it easier Mm -hmm. and that you didn't have to go through what they went through. Exactly. Because I had to walk through the snow barefoot. Mm -hmm. And you just got to get up and walk outside and it's like, Well, ain't that what you said you did it for? Right. It can't be both. Right. Are you happy for me? Or does a part of you feel a way about, and it's not always true, about you feeling as if my journey wasn't as difficult than yours. Mm -hmm. Because though my journey may not have been the same as yours, it doesn't mean it was easier. Mm -mm. I went through challenges you may not have had to deal with. You may think that it was easier because someone had social media, but you didn't have to deal with social media bullying. You didn't have to deal with your fights being on World Star. You didn't have to deal with everybody coming down. You might have been attacked by three or four people in the school while he attacked by three, four hundred people on Twitter. Mm-hmm. You just don't know. Even when things appear to be easier for somebody else, ultimately it might be that they're just different. Yep. And I feel like a lot of times it's unfortunate. But, yeah, you go through seeing your family be jealous of you as opposed to being happy. And that's the one thing that I feel like I'm currently experiencing right now. And I don't quite know how to deal with it because there's always been three women in my life that I always looked up to. 
my grandmother, my mother, and my aunt, right? Mm-hmm. And now my grandmother taught me everything that she could teach me before she passed away. And I appreciate that. And I took what she taught me, boom. I took what my mom taught me, boom. I took what my aunt taught me, boom. But the one person that I feel like I tried to chase after the most of, see what I'm doing, see what I'm doing, look at me, you know, like, and try to seek her approval more than any other woman was my aunt. Because my mom was always like, I'm proud of you, baby, no matter what. My mom always gave me that love. My grandmother did too. My aunt, it was iffy. It's like, ah, you did, I ain't, but you can always do better. Like, that's the energy she always gave me growing up. So I always felt the need to prove something to her. Mm-hmm. I was like, when I grow up, I'm going to prove to her that I did fucking everything. And I was on my P's and Q's. And I did blase, blase. Right? Yep. So everything she taught me, I absorbed it. And I was like, all right, how can I do a better blueprint than she did? How can I do it better? How can I? I just want to make my aunt proud. And also me being the only child, I feel like there was no way I could fail. Right? Like I'm the only offspring between everybody. Right? I have to succeed. So if I'm going to succeed, it has to be better than all the three women I admire combined. And it's supposed to be. Right? Mm-hmm. I had to push that envelope. But everything I always felt like I never was good enough. And no matter what I did for my aunt, you know, I could come back with an award that said, hey, I was on the honor roll. Right? Mm-hmm. And she'd be like, all right, cool. But did you get all A's? You had to be here. Yeah. You know? Yep. I'm like, well, I had like four A's here and this is one B, but no, no, did you have all A's? Yeah. It was still something that she would nitpick about everything that I did. Where I'm like, well, never enough. Damn. Right. Right? Right. I and can't then, be perfect, yo. And then it wouldn't it wouldn't be until my mom would say something like, you know, be a little easier on her that sometimes she'd come around and be like, I see what you're doing. I'm proud of you. It's good. Right? She would rarely say that. And it was only every time my mom would get on to her, like, hey. She takes this, and I absorb it, and that sticks with me in my head, especially as an overthinker. I'm mm-hmm. sure as you know, Mo. When I hear something like that, that's what all I'm going to harp on, right? Absolutely. I'm just going to sit on the negative, not even the positive. I'm going to harp on, all right, cool. Like, how can I do this? How can I do that? And so that's always what I've strived to do is better and follow the blueprint that my aunt laid out for me. She's taught me a lot, especially with, when it comes to financial literacy, Right? I give her a lot of credit when it comes to that. She's taught me so much where I'm like, all right, cool. All right, I'm 29. I should already have this set away. I should already do this. I should already have a a, a Roth RA. Like, I should already have funds and all the blah, 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 right? Mm-hmm. So when it came time, unfortunately, I got in a car accident a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. right? And that was the first car that I purchased by myself where I didn't need a, I didn't need a cosign or anything. And when I did that, I felt accomplished. As you should have. And that was over six years ago. I was like, I got a car. I didn't even have to need. I didn't need nobody, right? Yep. So, of course, when that car was paid off, I was like, oh, my gosh. That's the first thing that was in my name fully. I didn't need no help with it. No, I didn't ask nobody for shit. Awesome. I paid for all that shit. And then it was deflating that I crashed it, but it was cool, mm-hmm. right? And my mom always told me that. I did the same thing, FYI. Really? It always works out like that, yo. I hate that. I hate that. Yep. Like, there has to be some type of cor- curse. Yeah, it like, is. when you pay off a car yep. and then bop, crash, yep. right? Mm-hmm. And so, when things went sideways, one thing my mom always told me is, like, don't get the car that is easy. Get the car that's going to set off your future, right? It's kind of like how I was always raised. Don't don't go to work dressed for the job that you have, but dress the job for you want. 
as like you want. That. I've heard that right? once before. I like that. My mom is the same way, but with cars. Okay. She's always like, the car that's going to get you in the conversations and in the groups that other people would not look at you. Yeah, something you're going to feel good getting out of, getting into, grinding around in. And people would give you a different type of energy. And I understood I understood that when my mom told me, because the same way my best friend, I have a best friend, and he loves watches, mm-hmm. right? So he'll invest his money not into his house or his cars. He invests his money into watches because the type of watches he has is a conversation starter right. that would get him into circles that he wants to be in, especially in the industry that he's in. He's in the film industry. Makes sense. And then when he started buying those watches, it actually opened doors for him just because of something so little as, hey, is that an AP on your wrist? I bro? hate that that's true, but that's a fact. That's right? a fact. Yes. It is. Yeah. Like he could be wearing a t shirt and jeans, but he's wearing an AP and they're like, whoa, whoa, yeah. whoa. Yeah. It's a conversation starter. Yes, and my mom felt like that's always what it should be with cars. And I'm like, I wholeheartedly agree. And I knew that when I got into my accident, yes, right? Thankfully, because it wasn't my fault, I actually, my insurance is like, hey, we'll give you what your car is worth and you can do with it as you will, this check. And I had the option. To buy a car outright and never have to have a car, no payment. Or get something that I actually want that's going to set the tone for the direction I'm headed in. Mm. Right? We talked about this. We discussed this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I was torn on what to do. Do I get something that's easy, practical, don't have to worry about a car, no payment? Or something that I truly, really want and that shows an evolution of where I'm going. Right? Mm-hmm. Transitioning out of my 20s into a grown woman phase and the the path that I see for myself. And just to bookmark this for anyone who's listening, I just wanted to be clear. I'm always, it's just me. I am always on the side, whether it's dating, whether it's your car, your house, your job, your clothes, I don't care what it is. I personally am always on the side of go get what's going to set your life on fire. Mm-hmm. This life is too damn short to just go deal with something that you feel like it's temporary and it'll get me from A to B. Hell with that. If you can do it, if it's possible, and mm-hmm. normally it is if you're patient and if you're wise, go get what's going to set you on fire. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So what I did is I did my research. I didn't go into anything blind. I I spent time weighing the options and going back and forth, and I decided to get the car that I thought was best for me, which just so happens to be my dream car. Mm-hmm. I was like, look, I'm blessed to be in a position where I can do that and go set forth and get what I want. So I got what I want. And my mom was by my side the entire time. She was there through Love the whole that. process. Love that. Even today, she's like, baby, I'm so proud of you. Come like, on now. All this stuff. My mom was supporting me. She was like my number one cheerleader. And then my aunt, she called me, of course, and was like, hey, what car did you get? And I kind of was hesitant because I knew that she may feel some type of way. So I did preface this phone, this phone call with, you're not going to be upset, right? Because I didn't want to disappoint her. I didn't want to. I, I always I already had something feeling some feeling that she would be upset. Why? Just because I know her demeanor. And I, I've seen the way she's treated family when they've done something that she didn't think that, that she didn't approve of. It's, it feels like she's always been the head of the family, especially since my grandmother passed away, that she felt the need to be the head of the family and that the family has to get her approval before they do anything. Mm. And I hate that. Mm-hmm. So it's like I didn't get her approval for anything. So I feel like there's going to be some backlash. That's what I'm thinking on the phone call. So I'm like, hey, you're not going to be upset? She's like, no, I'm not going to be upset. It's your money. I ain't paying for nothing. Right. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, fine. Y'all got an Audi. We Audi. Mo, she was quiet for about 45 seconds. And I'm oh. like, hey, hey, you still, still there? there? Hey, hey, I'm talking about dead silence. 
he says. What made you think that you needed an Audi? Oh, what the? Whoa, why is that the response? What me? What? 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 I don't even know how you answer that. What do you mean? <laughs> what are you talking about? What? I wanted it. I liked it. I saw it. I bought it. Exactly, and like you just said, you're not paying for it. Right. I'm not asking you for shit. What's the problem? This is coming out of my income. What is the problem? What? You didn't she, even ask what type of Audi is it. You know, you didn't ask all the the details of it. She wants you to get an any. That. <laughs> No way you can be out without. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? yeah, no. What are we talking about? So then I'm like, like, what do you mean? Like, that's that was the most disheartening thing to hear. And then she just went on a rant about why I shouldn't have done it and why I'm not ready for it and all these other things. I'm like, I can't talk to you about this right now. What I'm you not ready for it. I can't. I don't even know what she meant. But at that time, I wasn't ready to have that conversation with her. Okay. It's so like, look, I can't have this conversation with you. I'm gonna talk to you later. And then I hit up my mom because, of course, I was hurt. And I was like, sure. why is your sister upset about Blase Blase? She's like, what? And so then, after I got off the phone with my aunt, she calls my mom. Mm. And she says, what makes Katie think that she can go get an Audi? What? I'm, I'm so lost by this. What is, what are we? She, she says the same thing. And my mom's like, what are you talking about? Like, Katie deserves it. She earned it. She She's doing it herself. You Blase, worked your Blase. asshole for it and bought an Audi. What is the problem? Like, I'm, what are you I'm talking lost about? here. Yeah. Like, that's the car she wanted. And my aunt's like, I get that, but why did it have to be an Audi? Why not? Why not an Audi? I don't understand. Why not an Audi? So then she keeps saying that. And my mom was like, Katie, I just hung up on her. In her face. <clears throat> right? Mm -hmm. And so as I sat and reflected, it's like, why did you not think that I needed to do this? And then I started to think about it, right? When I grew up, I wanted to be like my aunt. I wanted to follow in her footsteps. And one of her dream cars was an Audi. Mm -hmm. She bought her Audi. Mm -hmm. That was her dream car. And I was like, when I get the chance, I want to buy an Audi just like my aunt. I did the exact same thing. Everything that she taught me and things that she taught me about how to do things, I followed in the exact same footsteps that she did. I just did a little bit earlier than her. By yep. the time she achieved that, she was 36. But I followed in the exact same footsteps. But when I do the exact same blueprint that you laid out for me, and I presented like, hey, I did it. Aren't you proud? And you're not? Ah, uh, that hurts my heart. That hurt me more than anything. And since that conversation, I haven't spoken to her. We yeah. have not had a conversation since. I hate that, yo. And that hurts because I'm like, I looked up to you. Like, why would you feel some type of way about what I did? Like, you got your own. I'm not asking you for anything. I feel like so many of the older generation get that wrong so wrong and I don't understand why because I'm not there yet maybe but I just don't get it right like we following your footsteps mm -hmm. you inspired me mm -hmm. you helped me get to this point of wanting to work my ass off to get something that was worth having in the moment that I got it you're telling me that I should not be able to get it because I'm not the right age or I don't deserve it or I may have gotten it a little sooner than you so I don't deserve to be happy in it I'm a little lost with that mindset and what I hate the most is that I even went to my mom that day and I was like mom why why is it that everything I do is not good enough right because the way I look at my aunt is she's my second mother because my aunt doesn't have any kids you've always said that right that's my second mom mm -hmm. so why is it that when I think I'm doing something great and I know I'm doing something great for myself it's not fucking good enough or it's too good apparently or that. Right? It's like you went from. But one why is it that you just like, fuck it, you don't deserve this. And now I'm not going to talk to you. Katie, I feel like these are one of those moments when I know this is not you. 
and I know you don't necessarily want to do this, but you have to vocalize how much she hurt you. She has to know. I feel like that. Like, because I know that pain, for one, and that's devastating. And I don't even think people realize how devastating that really is when you you genuinely grow up admiring someone and following in their footsteps, as you said. And maybe it goes back to that old adage of people are always happy to see you successful until you are more successful than them. And usually that's based upon whatever their terms of success is, right? Because success is subjective. So it's not even like I am more successful than you or I did it better than you or any of that bullshit. It's mm-hmm. just happened at a different time for me because we have different journeys, different everything. And the moment you become something, anything that you feel like you can be proud of or you will purchase or acquire something that you feel like you can be proud of, I feel like the first people you run to are those who you who you feel are going to be happiest for you and proud of you because, well, shit, you, you are part of the reason I'm here. You inspired mm-hmm. me. You helped me. You, and I run to you and tell you this exciting news and this exciting chapter in my life, and it's met with, dare I say, jealousy or envy or hate or whatever you want to call it. I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. That shit is devastating, yo. Absolutely. And it's not fair. And it always hurts the most when it comes from the people you love. And it always typically comes from the people you love. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. What are you projecting on me? Right. Right? Like, is there, did you feel like you should have done something different? Because I do remember one time I read something, Katie, that what sucks the most about success is you will realize that the people who you consider loved ones and peers will be the ones who are clapping the least for you. Because unfortunately, a lot of people, and I'm not saying this about your family, I'm just saying this in general, a lot of people are comfortable being able to blame other circumstances for their shortcomings. Mm -hmm. So you may say, I didn't get the opportunities to do it. I didn't get this. I didn't get that. If this would have happened, it would have went this way. If that would have happened, it would have went that way. Because the last thing you're going to fucking do is look into the mirror and take accountability and say, I should have been better. You're not going to do that. So you blame everything else. So when you actually have to look at a peer, someone that might have had similar circumstances, maybe worse, someone that had the kind of the same opportunities, similar opportunities, and they did it, and they did it faster. Maybe they did it a little better. Now who you going to blame? Right. Now you got to look in the mirror. Mm-hmm. But you still ain't going to do that. So you're going you're gonna to lash out. You're going to project on even loved ones, on even ones that you went out your way to help. Because that's just easier. It's always easier to blame someone else or to lash out at someone else or to project upon someone else than it is to just sit there and be happy for somebody who maybe your struggles helped get them to a point where they didn't have to struggle as much because you did. You should clap for that. I will be the first person to want to be in the passenger seat of the Audi. Right? Yeah. I'm sorry you're going through that. You was my first passenger, too. I was? Yeah. Oh, I was lit, too. <laughs> and they better not touch my seat. Now, I, put, I, pre- I pressed a little program button on the side. Okay? <laughs> don't touch my it. shit. You know what I mean? That's me at program one. You heard? Mm. But I really am mad about that because we all go through it. A lot of us go through it. And I hate that you, of all people, have to go through that because you're the most humble, 
hardworking, loyal person I know, and you didn't even want to go get nothing fly. I had to convince you to do that. He was ready to go the other route. And look how happy it made you mm-hmm. to get what you worked for. Mm-hmm. You didn't go outside your means. You didn't go doing something stupid. You went and got something you literally worked your ass for. You doing five jobs at one time most days. But you not ready for an, a car? What are we talking about? Right. That hurts me. I know that this is a phase. It's always a face. They always come around. Mm. Sometimes your friends and your family may see a little bit of success, and I still think about my best friend. Me and my best friend never had an issue in life, 20-plus years. He never had an issue with me because he was always more successful than me. Mm. The moment I became more successful than him, all of a sudden we had issues I couldn't put my finger on. Why? What's the reason? I thought we cool. We'd be on. I've been happy for you all this time. Mm. I'm showing up at your job clapping for you. I was broke as hell. I had nothing. I had nothing. I couldn't go on trips. I couldn't afford to go to Miami. But I was clapping for you, bro. At every turn, I was happy. Happy as hell. Look at my dude. He in places I can't pronounce. I, back then, I thought Maldives was a mall somewhere. <laughs> I do not invite me to the mall. <laughs> you know what I mean? I want to go to. I want to go to the mall. <laughs> I was happy for you, man. Yeah. The moment it switched, what happens to these people? I hate that for you, but I do think she, I know, like I said, I know she will come around. I know you'll have that moment with her. And I think that's going to be one of your big dog moments of you deserve to have that moment of expressing how much that hurt you. Mm-hmm. And I, it's just my opinion. I don't think you should hold back when that moment comes. You're right. So that's it. That's all I got. Okay. For what it's worth, I am fucking proud of you. Thank you. Congratulations. Thank you. And we still Audi. <laughs> All right, song of the week. Me and Katie was in Blue Moon earlier listening to this old school joint. Hey. You may have heard it. It goes a little something like this. One way or another, I'm, I'm going to find you. I'm, I'm going to get you, get you, get you, get you one, one way. way. Shut that stalking ass song up. <laughs> you a stalker and that's disgusting. Why has nobody ever talked about this? Hey, yo, leave me alone. Why y'all let them get away with this? Nah, Katie, who made that song, yo? Let's look it up. Who made that song? (laughs) I don't know who made it, but that's true. That is the stalker's anthem. I didn't even think about that until I was listening. And I was like, wait, wait, wait. We started singing it to each other. It was like, like, uh, yo, hold up. Yo, Blondie, check this out, Blondie. (laughs) Yo, I'm going to let you finish and all that. But But choose a stalker, all right? Stop. Stop trying to get me. Mm -hmm. Stop. Let me go, all right? No, one way. (laughs) Or Or another. (laughs) Oh, man. Stop making stalker songs. It's disgusting. It's time for Katie Ain't Shit. Katie, you know Millie Bobby Brown? Yes. Not regular Bobby Brown. From Stranger Things. You heard? Yes. She was 11. She's not 11 anymore. Nah, she's what, 20-something? Grown-ass woman. That's what she is. Oh. And she has a message for you. She made this directly for you, was talking to you and about you. No, she wasn't. Talking big shit, and I want you to respond. Okay. And the comment on her video says, this is for Katie from The Burt Show. No, it's not. I do not take pictures of my meals. That is where I draw the line. My camera does not eat first. I think it's just ridiculous. Put your phone down, eat your meal. I don't actually even think I have one picture of a meal, ever. I typed in food on my camera roll. This is what I'm trying to explain to someone. Penne al al vodka. 
I'm trying to explain to someone that I wanted this, but never have I ever taken a picture of my food or drink. Cringe. Uh, cringe. It's not cringe. It's cringe. It's not cringe to take pictures of your food or drink. Yo, she roasted you. She violated yo, you, Kay. You whoa, got a whole Instagram whoa, page dedicated whoa. to pictures of food, yo. Why you gonna let her talk to you like it's that? It's delicious. It's not cringe. Clearly, she doesn't like food. Okay? <laughs> yo, I heard that. You were the first person I thought of. She violated you. You won't even let me eat when the she, food come out. Okay, but I get. I do it in the beginning. Like, I do it real quick. I do... And then, go ahead. Cringe. No. What? You have to no. stop. Millie said it. I have to get the food. No, you don't. <laughs> yes, I do. She said she eats before the phone eats. You always feeding your phone. Uh, stop. Millie said no. Millie Bobby Brown no, said yes, no. Yes, yes, yes. Take pictures stop. of the food and the drinks. You can't. That's the, you can't. It is nothing stranger that you do. That is the stranger thing. Look, these are the things that I need to document, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Fine. Hey, yo, it's time for Question of the Week. Question of the Week was, Mo, Katie, what is the hardest part of what y'all do? I can't give you the hardest part, but I can give you some of the things that are hard about it. Katie, okay. you think of some as well. Um, getting up early as hell is on the list. Yes. That is that is up there for me, man. It is tough to get up that early. And not only get up that early, but to be on. You can't mm -hmm. just get up and go sit in front of a computer. You got to be on, on every day, no matter what you was doing last night, no matter how much sleep you got, nobody cares. Mm -hmm. That's not the easiest thing to do. That's not at all. I have to make sure I have my espresso, especially if I see myself on the schedule for the very first break. Yep. I'm like, oh, I got to get my espresso in early. It's rough. So I can be whoop. Absolutely. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, watching what you say is yeah. on the list for me. I also want to say censoring myself. Oh, my God. We get canceled for anything today. You can't even breathe and you get canceled. So imagine trying to be radio or, co or co a comedian in today's society. It's tough. It's absolutely ridiculous. For me, it's jumping in. All right, I have moments because we're technically in separate different studios. Yes. Right? We're divided, but you can see through the window where I am. Mm -hmm. And sometimes there will be things that you all say. I'm like, wait, hold on. And I want to run in. want to jump in And I'm there. like, okay, Katie, calm down. Calm down. Oh, can't, sometimes can't, you got to do it, though. We you can't jump in. Yeah. We can't jump in right now. That is tough. Finding your timing. Yes. You don't want to over talk, but you don't want to under talk. Yeah. That is, that is also, it's an art. Yeah. People think you just put mics on and put a bunch of people in a room from different walks of life with different opinions, and it's just going to flow perfectly. It doesn't work like that. It's about waiting for your cue. Absolutely. Yeah. You got to learn not only yourself, but everybody else in the room. It's like being a defensive driver. You have to be more than just in control of your own car. You got to kind of anticipate what the other cars are going to do so that you don't crash, and it's an everyday thing. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. Dating, I think, is one of the hardest things to do in our position. Woo! That shit is tough, man. It's not talked about enough. I always have to give a disclaimer. I've learned this. And even though I know that I have to give a disclaimer, if I'm dating someone new, I won't give a disclaimer until I have to give a disclaimer. You just give it when you feel like you have to give it? Yeah. Because you see it, how strong they are first. Because maybe you don't have to give it. Yeah. And then you always have to give it. And then sometimes like, well, I've been listening. And I got to say something. And I'm like, oh, damn. I don't want you to listen. I don't want you to listen. You get to the point where you literally don't want anybody that you're dating mm -hmm. to listen. Because I'll be honest, and I'm saying this as a hypocrite. I want to be clear. Mm -hmm. If I were in a position and my girl was the comedian and the radio person that was talking shit, I wouldn't like it. So I probably wouldn't listen. So here's what I prefer. If you do listen, don't tell me that you listen. Yeah, right? deal with it. Just listen in silence. That's it. Just listen in silence. That's it, yo. We ain't even got to talk about what I say. I'm going to get these jokes Just off. And most of the time, to be honest, I don't know about your experiences, Katie, but mine, when my significant other is mad about something that I said, I wasn't talking about us. 
Most of the time, it don't. She don't even be mad at shit that's like about her mm-hmm. or us. It be Same. things that it's like. So what you mean when you said that? Same. That was a Twitter joke. I don't know where that came from. They can't distinguish the difference between when you are. It becomes just cloudy, mm-hmm. and you start to like get in your head. Should I say this? Should I not? And it'll take you away from being efficient at your job. I don't know about you, but I've been in the position where it's been like I've given the disclaimer, and I'm like, oh, I get it. No, that's your job. I get it. Entertainment. That's cool. And they be cool for like a couple weeks. Yep. And then they come back and be like, well, here's another. I'm like, wait, didn't you just say you was cool I with thought it? You, was you cool got with it. it. You understood. I thought I could go crazy. And you then understood? I can't. And then you, now. Man. Uh, uh, okay. Because a lot of the time, you got to realize that when you go to work and you talking and certain topics come up. And it don't even have to be about something you're going through now. It could be something that came up about a relationship from years ago mm-hmm. or something you said a while ago. And then you go home and you got to deal with energy and you don't know where this energy is coming from. And most people don't have the kind of jobs where your significant other is listening to everything you're saying at work. Yep. Normally, you can go to work, say whatever you want. You can have a work husband. You can have a work wife. You'll never know. Right. I'm not at your job. Right. I'm not at your laptop going, hey, yo, now nah, you, you got that file wrong. You done mm. fucked it up. Back it up. Mm-hmm. But with our jobs, it's, you can micromanage. It's out there. Everything you say and do. And you exposed. And that goes for friends and family as well. Mm-hmm. A lot of times your friends and family will give you stories to tell and they don't really like the way you told the story. But if the story didn't happen, I wouldn't have a story to tell. What's the problem? But my my thing is, is like majority of the time when I do tell the story, I'm not including anyone's names. Never Nobody actually. knows who I am talking but about. But they swear the whole world now knows it's them. Oh, my God. I'm exposed. Fam, you have 36 Instagram followers. No one knows it's you. I promise you, you're safe. It's fine. I have a ton of friends. Nobody knows who I'm talking about. Yes. But it's that old thing of people always think the world is thinking about them, which that's what makes people insecure. Mm-hmm. But if you really thought about it, no one gives a shit. Nope. No one cares, man. Just live your life, have your fun. But I'd say those are the harder things about the job that I'm thinking about off the top of my head. Did we miss anything? There's nothing else I can think of. It's a lot of events, too. That's It's a lot of... Um, people think radio is just you come in for a couple hours and you're just done. Like, you just nah, have to be on. It's, a, it's an around-the-clock job, and you literally don't have a minute of not being on. Most of y'all watch a whole Netflix show on, and, and throughout your shift, maybe go to the movies. Now, some of y'all be wilding at work. I know. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Some mm-hmm. of y'all be doing, oh, take naps, disappear, mm-hmm. all that. We may not have to work eight-hour shifts, but for that four hours, it ain't a minute of rest. Nope. So those are the harder parts of it. I'm not complaining. I still love what I do. But, yeah, I'd say you pretty much covered the tougher parts of it, right? Yeah, I believe so. All right. It's time for the Sicko Award. Let's see who was nasty this week. He's so fake, but I'm so real. Yeah, I'm so sick, but he's just empty. Well, this ain't hard. This one right here goes to the J-A-D-A. All eyes on me. She got beef with the feds and the D-A. <laughs> she got her and Will relationship on replay. <laughs> she keep killing us with all of her drama. Ma, take it easy. Hey. Yo, Jada, stop. The only Jada we recognize is Kiss. I told y'all this. She is the sicko of the week. Yeah. And not to be alone. Mm-hmm. Oh, she's not alone. What? Kevin Gates was spitting in that pregnant woman's uh-huh. mouth. Yeah. That pregnant woman for being pregnant and letting Kevin Gates spit in her mouth. Just stuck. Will, Disgusting. Will Smith for allowing this to happen. Mm. August for not taking Jada away from Will for good so that mm. we didn't have to deal with none of this shit. Tupac for... <laughs> no. Wait. <laughs> no. Tupac for not warning us. No, he said all eyes on him. Now nah, it was just Jada. Nah. 
Yep. It was just Jada eyes that you had to be worried about, right? Mm-hmm. I miss anybody? Nope. All right. It's time for Mo's Reflective Moment of the Week. My trouble used to just double. When I ain't have a dollar, I used to struggle to struggle. Yeah, I was dreaming about the game. I'm going to keep this short and sweet because we got to go. It took me a while to realize this. It's never great to match people's energy as much as we think it is. Mm-mm. It's just not. I used to always think if somebody turn it up on me, I'm going to turn it up back. If somebody got something bad to say about me, I'm going to say it back. If somebody got something they don't want to get off, I'm going to get it off. I promise you, you don't win that way. I've learned this lesson. I've said it in the past. It is not a thing, I promise you. If you're trying to go further in life, elevate in life, everybody's not going to like you. Everybody's not going to have something nice to say. Get over that shit. Every single time that somebody has come into my DMs, which I believe is my home, and I did not ask for them to be there. I did not ask for their opinion. Mm -hmm. I did not tell them that I gave a shit about what they felt or thought, Mm -hmm. and they did it anyway, and then they could have done it 30 times because they're complaining about something that they heard me say, which, you know, radio is free. You know, you can just turn it off. Oh, really? You don't even have to be there. No, you lying You're not paying for it. I don't have to listen to this? You really don't. You don't have to be there at all. You don't have to leave a negative comment. You don't have to do none of that bullshit. I can press pause. You just and leave. Oh, really? And just walk away. Way. But huh. instead, a lot of people will come into your comments, talk about your grandmother, talk about your family, talk about what you said and what you didn't say, call you the N-word, call you all types of things that you don't like. And the moment you go, hey, I don't need this shit, and say something back, they call you in the office and tell you that you're wrong. Hey, you can't do that. Why not? Why can't this person just say something to me for six months when I did nothing to them? But the moment I go, hey, I don't like that, and here's why you're an idiot, I'm the person who is wrong. Mm. I used to hate that. Hate it. Katie, no. Yeah, I know. I've had to be talked off the ledge many a times. A hundred. And I'm finally, I have finally gotten to a point in my life when I realized even though I feel like my logic was accurate in everything I just said, so what? So what? The moment I got comfortable in my own skin, mm-hmm. completely, yes. I never felt the need to respond to any of that bullshit. I'm so fucking proud of you. I'm finally there. About damn time. And I ain't talking about none of that cute shit when people just like to say I don't care what people think. Because a lot of us say that, but if you're going to be really honest with yourself, yes, you do. Yeah, you do. Yes, you do. And that's okay. Because for years I did too. And I used to say I didn't care because it sounds great. It just sounds better to say it. Mm -hmm. But I'm talking about when you genuinely get to that place in your life, when you are comfortable in your own skin, happy to wake up and be you. There's nothing anyone can do or say to move you. Nope. I promise you. Mm -mm. It's so irrelevant. You'll start to laugh at the fact that there's somebody in West Bubblefuck who thinks that writing you out of nowhere and telling you you're whatever it is they feel like saying actually is going to resonate or mean anything. You'll think it's funny. Mm-hmm. Took me a while to get here, Katie, but I have arrived. I'm fucking proud. Thank you. And I want to give this energy to anybody who may need it. I promise you the opinions of anybody. I'm talking about your friends. It could even be your spouse. It'd be your kids. It'd be the people you don't know. People you do know. It does not matter. Be a rock. Mm. And the rock always told us it doesn't matter. Nope. You can't be moved if it doesn't matter. Don't match people's energy. Force people to match your energy because when emotions are high, common sense is low. So keep your emotions intact and your common sense will always be the same. Mm. Quote of the week. As you get older, you should want to carry yourself differently. Your mindset should be different. Your morals should be different. Your choices should be different. It's certain things you can entertain and certain things you have no business entertaining anymore. You should always think highly 
of yourself to the point you know some things don't deserve your energy. At this age, you should be mature enough to know the importance of self-value. Shout out to JJ at Jamica 2011. That's where I got that quote from. I loved it. I love y'all. We out of here. No, Katie got a new whip. Hey, skirt, skirt. We outie. That's what we are. Woo. Next week. Bitches. voice of in the moment podcast and we want to thank you for tuning in each and every week see you next week